Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone. I am Katie Petrick and I am joined today by David Fiorazzo, the man, the myth, Hi. the legend that is David. Well, before we get started, just a quick mention that we are building our following on the Twitter. So if you spend some time on that platform with Elon Musk, then please search for Freedom Project and give us a little follow. We post full episodes of this show as well as other shorter clips and, you know, throughout the week, we'll give you a lot of good stuff. So we keep you all informed. All right. Well, hey, let's talk about one of the greatest treasures, at least the one time I've been there, actually twice I've been there, the Smithsonian. And they are ruining it because at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., they're having to apologize after they kicked out a group of Catholic school students for, oh my goodness, simply wearing pro-life hats. David, how did this happen? Yeah. Is there a no hat policy? Is, is that, <laughs> well, not exactly. Is that the hat they're wearing, the light blue one with pro-life on mm -hmm. it? Yep. So that, that was the offending hat. A beautiful... So, winter hat to keep your little head warm <sighs> said pro-life rosary pro -life. well at least it wasn't a trump baseball hat but we'll get to that in a minute so catholic students kicked out of the smithsonian for simply wearing these hats you go, come on really um a dozen catholic school students attempted to uh, visit the smithsonian national air and space museum in Washington, D.C., or as Katie would say, in the Washington, D.C., because they were wearing beanies with a ah, gasp pro-life message. Can you, first of all, stop right there. Can you imagine someone being told, uh, wait a minute, get that Black Lives Matter thing out of get that rainbow LGBT hat out of here. They would be, I mean, oh, headlines yeah. across the country. Exactly. But not in this case and not in certain cases. Uh, but uh, they were wearing beanies with that message. So the ACLJ, the American Center of Law and Justice, is now representing parents of these students uh, from the school in Greenville County, South Carolina. And an attorney said that uh, the teenagers just tried to attend the museum after they attended the annual March for Life on January 20. So we're going to talk about what happened four years ago at the March for Life there in D.C., but I think we have a video on this, don't we? And parents and students allege D it was for wearing this hat. According to parents, a handful of students entered the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum wearing the hats after the March for Life rally in D.C. They say a security guard said the museum was a, quote, neutral zone, and the kids would either need to take off their hats or leave. They should be allowed to wear um, the hats that they were wearing and to be able to express themselves. Um, and I felt it was very wrong for this person to um, harass them. Nora Luz Kreigel has two young children attending Our Lady of the Rosary in Greenville County. And though they didn't attend this rally, she is one of several people writing the museum and petitioning for change. So, Katie, I saw some other hats there, didn't you? That's the thing. <laughs> I, when, I, when I first started reading the story, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe it's indoors. Res be respectful, you know, uncover your head. But no, 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 that's not the reason that this security guard took it upon himself to say, you must remove that hat. Canceled. Canceled, because we want to be neutral. But <clears throat> it's not because there's a no hat policy like if anybody wore a hat no right, no right. it's just because of what he interpreted as being a non-neutral 
message because just life, the existence of life is not neutral. Not it's sending a message, <sighs> of course. So like those other hats that we mentioned that would have been allowed. You can't touch those, right? But here's an interesting thought. I didn't think about this. One, a mother of one of the students posted about the incident and said that her daughter told the man that they were wearing the hats in order to identify each other in the crowd. Because if it was a busy museum, you would see these light blue hats, mm-hmm. right? So you'd... I thought yeah, that's safety. an interesting... They're actually thinking of safety, and yeah. that's not neutral, oh. David. If there are crowds. So, Katie, let's go back four years. Ah, yes. After the March for Life, I seem to remember a- an old guy man. beating a drum. Man, are we allowed to say Beating man? a drum in the face of a young Catholic high schooler who yes. had a, a, oh, a Trump hat on oh. at that time. It wasn't that outdoors... And that was the outside of the Supreme Court building or it, it, Capitol it building? It wasn't over actually by the Lincoln, Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln Memorial, like yeah. I said. <laughs> exactly. Covington Catholic yes. High School, as you remember, Nicholas Sandman. Almost oh, four years he, to the day, almost. almost. Yeah, because every January is when they hold it. So yeah. almost four years to the day, and you have another incident with hats. And didn't he win that case? Hats. Oh, he won it. Many away. So refresh my memory. The rich man, Sandman, at yeah. this point. <laughs> so he won some lawsuits, and yep. I think CNN Against was one CNN of the... Against CNN was in there, yep. Uh, they, uh, he was able to win that because the narrative that got put out about him before any evidence was yep. seen, just like in this case, yep. a security guard putting on his own narrative onto these students simply mm. for wearing hats. Not that had vulgar imagery, nothing that... In any other circumstance, the phrasing of it would be offensive. It simply said rosary pro-life. How can that, if you line up a list of hats that have all sorts of different phrases that I've seen out in the public in front of other children, that would be probably the last one I would choose as being offensive and non-neutral. Oh, well, but that's Katie, that, how just, we do that just means you've got to be brought up to speed on the cancel culture this now. True. And the hypersensitivity in America... Um, when it comes to the biblical worldview and things that would, uh, you know, talk about morality. But um, so Nora Luz Kriegel, another parent, joined a group that wrote the museum to petition for a change in its policies. That's a good approach, right? They thought, okay, if they can do this to us, they can do this to other people. So I like that. That's a good approach. Wait a minute, David. Are yeah. you saying that she didn't just gather a whole group and basically go to the Smithsonian and start throwing rocks spray at the paint windows and, and smash spray windows. painting and doing that. You're saying she, they <laughs> and, didn't do And that. blow up, pl- not police cars, but what do they have in the Smithsonian? Old airplanes? Oh, or, they or, do. Or, they have a lot of That's yeah. really cool. you got to so, go to the Smithsonian. No, she did not resort to violence. Oh, she did not. Okay. Um, how, how dare she? Yeah. Not. So she felt it was wrong that the, that the guy harassed them. And um, so I will let you read the response from the spokesperson for the Air and Space Museum because they released a statement, and Katie is so good at this, go. Ah, yes, the authenticity is always there. (laughs) As the spokesperson from the National Air and Space Museum said, asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols. We provided immediate training to prevent a reoccurrence of this kind of incident and have determined steps to ensure this does not happen again. But will it not happen again? We will never know. And that was uh, Katie Patrick for Allison Wood, the museum's deputy director of communications. And still to come, a Minnesota school counselor is caught offering, ready, 
chest binders to girls with gender confusion while assuring students their parents will never find out. True story, we're talking about that next. That'll be our new... A flyer hung in a Minnesota school described how students can chat with a, what we are putting in air quotes, health mentor about all of the normal sexual reproduction things, you know, like circles of sexuality and LGBTQIA plus ampersand exclamation point percentage sign and gender identity, right? That's normal. Completely normal. Libs of TikTok, who at this point is doing all of the work that need be done because of the chaos in these schools. But Libs of TikTok was actually sent an image that hung inside of school in the Hopkins Public School District. It was meant to introduce Caroline Hickey. Great name. Caroline Hickey, a (laughs) women's studies graduate of the University of Michigan, who is also a uh, wedding and events coordinator when she's not destroying children's innocence. She serves as a health (laughs) mentor, as she says, and wants the children to email and or text her so they can chat about all of the things and of course not tell a student's parents about it. If you think I'm making this up, well, libs of TikTok, as usual, does its due diligence and uh, reached out to Caroline with some questions. They, libs of TikTok, posed as a student, used the number that was given on that flyer, texted and said, As they said, we decided to reach out to the number that was provided and pose as a student in the Hopkins School District. We told Caroline that we were seeking hormones because of struggles with gender identity and that we didn't want our parents to find out. Caroline made it overwhelmingly clear that she will not disclose any information to our parents and the interaction would not be reflected on our school record. So it's just this lady, health mentor, talking to the children without anyone knowing what's being discussed all right then this so-called health mentor and again this is libs of tiktok saying this then this so-called health mentor proceeds to offer not only further resources that might help with a gender transition but also little carrots um other options like the possibility of a free chest binder from my health oh boy chest binders david what are they so let's talk about that first of all uh, these chest binders are often touted as relatively safe okay a necessary part of gender expression. However, the truth is that these binders cause serious risks. One study of more than 1,200 participants, nearly 89%, let's just say 90, nearly 89% experienced at least one health problem caused by chest binding. Unsafe binding may lead to permanent uh, deformation of the breasts, scarring, and lung constriction it makes sense lung constriction you're binding your chest you're gonna affect your lungs and these are just some of the problems that studies have shown but I want to go back to that uh, the poster that was put up in the hallway let me just say something think about your great-grandparents and ask them this question Um, granny or grandpa or great-grandma or great-grandpa I'm going to read you just a handful of items and you tell me if you if you think they should go under the subject of health. Okay, so here we go. Birth control, STIs, LGBTQIA. They're going to wait a minute. What the heck is that? Next, uh, social media safety, body image, pregnancy prevention, gender norms, boundaries, gender identity, uh, circles of sexuality, puberty, consent, uh, 
and your great grandparents are going to go, what? What does this have to do with A, education, and B, health? Right? Am I, yep. am I right? We're, we're going to ask Here, this question a lot in the coming yeah, days. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Don't even go back to great granny and grandpa. Don't even go back to granny <laughs> and grandpa. My parents even, you say social media, and they're like, they don't even know that term. But, but when you put an alphabet soup out there, like the LGBTQIA+, plus, blah, 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 they have no understanding of gender identity. The, you mean sex? You mean male, female? Is that what you're, you know, like, that's the questioning that would come back. Just one generation well, removed. Well, they wouldn't understand what identity means. Because we, we, it's kind of been redefined, and we know what it means when we hear the term used now. But, you know, let's just say 25 to 50 years ago, you go, okay, identity, identity, well, my identity... I, I'm a human male. My identity, if you're a believer, you are in Christ. You identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your identity. But beyond that, now in this day and age, it's like, well, it's all sexual, and it is all the very opposite of the Bible, biology, science, you know, what What else? DNA? Uh, it, <laughs> don't, don't worry. It's on the side of uh, bigoted and homophobic that's, and all those other that things though. that's that's yes that's where we're at <clears throat> uh, i just want to add one more thing though all of this don't worry those of you in minnesota uh this being paid for by taxpayers because hopkins high school <laughs> their website lists uh, a wellness section that offers student counseling but the website also states that it is staffed by a hopkins high school social worker and a therapist provided by a partnering Nonprofit, oh and that boy. would be the My Health for Teens and Young Adults, which Caroline Hickey is listed as being a health mentor for. So there's that. Remember, this is just coming out now too. It's the same Minnesota that has a bill out there that they are trying to make the state a sanctuary state for child gender surgery and puberty blockers. So sanctuary wow. in the state of Minnesota, but it's not safe at all. But when we come back, George Washington University becomes the latest college to offer a vending machine. All right. But right next to your Doritos <laughs> will be your ability to purchase Plan B. So stay with us. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D educated support this show and a great american company GW. it has been a hot second since i have uh, used a vending machine because back in my day we just had a bunch of junk food that was in the vending machine. I used to stock the vending machine, actually, at my old high school. It was my job. And now, I guess, in vending machines, you can get yourself some Plan B. What's that? Right next to getting your Doritos, David. Yes, you know what that is. Well, George, for those that may not know. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. You can call it various things, but the morning after on demand is what we're saying. Okay. Uh, George Washington University has put the morning on after demand as an initiative by the GW Student Association because it offers the privacy of the student center basement where women can, and how dare they say women, because it should just be persons who <laughs> may be able to become pregnant. Uh, as a student said or to the Washington as Post, pregnant. identifying yeah. as pregnant, yes. Yeah. A student said that now in the basement at the student center, you can get your Doritos and Plan V at the same time. Don't mix them up. Although it doesn't matter. They're both 
being consumed. So I guess consume them at the same time. That, my friends, is where we are at right now. Marketing. We're on college yeah. campuses. You have to get your plan B in a vending machine right along with all of your other junk food. The marketing of evil. Yes. But student leaders, I mean, it does say that they're going to get approximately a $20 price cut from most vendors hey, if they get the this is, this is plan good. B uh, in the vending machine. There although, although they are very upset that even though their cost in the vending machine would be about $30 for the pills. And I don't know how many you get it. That is a $20 price cut. They're still very mad, David. They're always very mad because if someone has something else, then they want it at other institutions uh, like Barnard college and Boston university students can get the morning after pill as it's also known uh, for just $7 and 25 cents. And they, according to this op-ed that was put out at, on the campus, they are miles ahead of GW in terms of reproductive health resources. Can we talk about what reproductive health resources are? Because reproductive, that is, you are reproducing physically after your kind, male and female, and having sex to produce offspring. I just took two different dictionary definitions of reproduce. But that's not what they mean. Anyway, we've got a quick video on this and we'll talk about it. When students at George Washington University go to the vending machines in the student center, there's a new product they can now buy. Emergency contraception pills, also known as Plan B. After Roe v. Wade was overturned, we felt a lot of passion in making sure that people felt supported on this campus. Student leaders Nahara Karau and Isa Said have been working for months to get GW to install the machine. They surveyed 1,500 students and say the response was overwhelmingly positive. Not a lot of pushback. The only concern was about discreetness and how we could make sure that students felt that it wasn't a very public way to go and get some type of contraceptive. Rao says that's why they put the machine in the basement. It also includes other wellness products like Tylenol and tampons. Getting something accomplished like this is kind of like a legacy for me because I'm a senior, so I'm graduating. So now people will know like, oh, those girls did that. Stop. Oh my goodness. This is the legacy so they for her? Having a baby is leaving a legacy for you, but not in her case, making sure no one has that baby. That's the legacy she wants to leave behind. That's why she spent how much money to go to GW. So that's uh, what she's spending her time and effort on in college. So there's, there's so much here to, to talk about, but we only have a couple minutes. So it's in the vending machine. Everybody can see it, right? But let's not really put this, you know, pill that removes the pregnancy uh, emergency, right? Oh, I, it's I an emergency. had it's sex an emergency. in a rush and oh my goodness, now I don't know what to do. Let's go to the basement. Let's go to the <laughs> vending machine in the oh. basement and get the plan B and grab me some druiders. Hey, while you're there, will you get me a Snickers too? Um, <laughs> so seriously, guys, this is, this is really amazing because this is the college campus atmosphere now. They're just expected to go have sex with whoever you want. And watch, you watch, mark my words. I don't know how long this will take. We have all, if you watch any amount of television, we've all seen commercials now with homosexual, you know, gay men, you know, having more sex and having this drug. I don't remember what it's called, but you can now take this drug to prolong AIDS or different things. So you can have more gay sex. Watch this. It's going to end up in these vending machines. Now, 
we'll, we'll see how, how long that takes for that to happen. Yeah, well, contrary, unlike what's happening here with the plan being get, getting rid of a baby, we have another story coming up where we have... True story. A true story. It's a true story. <laughs> where we have a baby who's being called one of the largest newborns in history, weighing in at... You know what? I'm not even going to tell you the amount because yep. I want you to stay tuned for it because as someone who's given birth, ouch... We're going to talk about big old baby when we return. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right. Um, so, boy, is he big. What am I talking about? <laughs> True story. That's our theme for this week, right? You're, we're going to share with you a lot of things. You're going to go, David, Katie, come on. True story. So this 16-pound baby <laughs> measuring two feet long was born via C-section in Brazil, and he already needs nappies and clothes that would fit a nine-month-old. <laughs> All right. A lot of you women are cringing. Yes. Um, um, so mother and child, are they're both well after delivery. That's good. Uh, in hospital fundraisers for clothes were made for a one-year-old uh, to fit this new board. Angerson, Angerson dos Santos is some way off the world record holder weighing 22.5 pounds. A two-foot-tall baby has been born in Brazil, 16 pounds. So he, he's he's... Six and a half pounds under the actual world, the world record. record, but I can't even I, I can't even fathom sixteen pounds, much less twenty two and a half. But anyway, continue. So well, Wednesday, wow. last Wednesday. Well, wait a minute. I'm sorry. This was this was January eighteen. Anyway, at, at the hospital there, uh, the mother gave birth. Um, she was in the hospital for. Listen to this. Miss Santos goes into the hospital for a routine consultation, being pregnant, right? Being very pregnant. She's, she's not going in to give birth at, at well, at she thought time. she's yeah. going in to, for a consultation. But medics realized the unborn baby was way too big for her to carry to, for, for a full term. So um, anyway, Angerson, who is being kept in an incubator, is in stable condition and is believed to be the biggest baby born in Amazonas state at 59 centimeters long. Both mother and child are said to be in good health. So that's the good news uh, about this. But the child sets a new record in the state. Um, last updated in 2011 uh, by a boy weighing 13 pounds and measuring 1.8 1 feet. 8 feet. Is that right? Yeah. So, so. so this Angerson's uh, bigger by three and a half pounds there. And uh, also a little bit taller. So look at that. I, as a woman who's given birth to two babies, C-section or not, you she had to during that pregnancy just feel very large. There's probably no space in there for anything, but he was well, all baby. What if she thought as she they, had twins? Yeah, or something. Well, 
who know i mean it's down in brazil i have no idea what the like what week she was even at or, or how that was working but wow i mean a beautiful gift mm. nonetheless i'm glad they're both in good health but oof, oof. it okay. just makes me think wow carrying all baby definitely all baby there i thought there's no room for anything yeah. other than baby in in her uh, one her interesting belly. point in the article was um the biggest baby apparently ever born naturally was Anna Bates in Italy in 1955. That baby was 22 pounds, 8 ounces, about the same as a fully grown beagle. I don't know how you can compare a, a baby with a beagle. Well, hey, David, if <laughs> any mother out there knows how they compare sizing <laughs> of baby as the weeks go on. So that's compared to a fully grown beagle is much better than saying, hey, my baby this week is a cucumber. Hey, my baby this week is a watermelon. Okay. So hey, my baby this week is a birthday cake. They've given, they, you, they do comparison size comparisons all the time. A beagle at least is an, relatively comparable, much better than an ice cream cake. Okay. Or a pit bull. Or a pit bull. Or oh, St. Bernard. Go. Oh, jeez. So, Wheeze. Thank God it's not that Ooh, big. Anyway, if you are a fan of the show, please uh, <laughs> do your thing and like, comment about baby sizes, I guess, and share if you are watching us on social media. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and Hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.